Welcome to the Wake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we break down the Vikings' win on Sunday, 31-23 over the Houston Texans. Big days from Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, the three-headed monster, all over 100 yards for each of them in their respective categories. And the Vikings move to 1-3. and three. They will face the Seattle Seahawks next week on Sunday Night Football. We talk about all of that next. Hit it, Zachary. There is a house in New Orleans They call the rising sun And it's been a ruin of many a poor boy And God, I know I've won And welcome to the show. Vikings get their first win of the season, 31-23 over the Houston Texans on the road. And BG, we said it was a must-win going into that game, and that's exactly what the Vikings did. Must-win situation going in 0-3. You have to get a win before you go and play the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. They did. Justin Jefferson with another big-time performance, another breakout performance from him. And this offense put up 30 points again, BG. And this time, finally, it was enough uh, to get a victory. Yeah, we said this weekend was a must-win, and we also said that if the Vikings came away with a win, we were going to make the playoffs. And I am absolutely on that train right now. The Vikings, starting off 0-3, are going to make the playoffs this year. And... uh, Tough schedule coming up, but we're going to get our ways out of it and end up going thirteen and three on the season. No, but uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> let's it was go. A good game. To, <laughs> it was a fun game to watch. Finally, the first fun game really to watch this whole season. Um, I had a feeling that we would at least put up a fight and have a chance to win this game, based on how we played last weekend uh, against a better Titans team. But yeah, it was really encouraging to see both Jefferson and Thielen now kick it on together, where we have two receivers. Uh, go for over 100 yards, which is really encouraging. And a guy who Kirk Cousins trusts to go for to go to on third and long, and just in those routine situations where he would go to Thielen, but with the coverage that he gets, now to be able to dump that off and throw it up to Jefferson and have his trust, that's huge. And and we saw that for a couple third down conversions and just big overall plays. Um, so it was sweet seeing Thielen have over 100. Uh, Jefferson having over 100 for back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. And then Delvin Cook rushing for somewhere around 130 yards. Um, so putting up over 300 yards in the last two games on the ground and leading the NFL in rushing yards right now. It's, it's a, I mean, it's a fun team to watch, even though we are 1-3. Um, we're putting up about 30 points a game, it seems. So the offense has been playing well week in and week out for the most part, it seems like. And we showed that. Uh, again, in Houston against a subpar team, but a team that is a really good 0-3 team, now 0-4. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I go back and forth. I think they are a good team, and it, it depends on how you look at it. Is this a, is this a bad Houston team? Are they going to be bad the rest of the year? They now fired Bill O'Brien since losing to the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Uh, so it seems like they're going to kind of clear office. I mean, he was their – well, they cleared a lot of office just by getting rid of him. He was their head coach. Yep. He, he was their GM, and he was their offensive play caller. 
Uh, so with one firing, you get rid of basically three positions right there uh, with Bill O'Brien leaving. But I, I don't know if it's a good Houston team. But then on the other hand, you look at it, and it's Deshaun Watson, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, on the road. Again, it was only a quarter full, but still, I mean, that's he's, he's an elite quarterback, and that's still a win on the road over his team. So you got to take your wins in the NFL when you can get them. There is no such thing as an easy win, uh, especially on the road. It is COVID, so it's not quite as hard to win on the road in the NFL this season, uh, but you'll still take that any day of the week. And, and now it's the third time uh, of the first four games we put up over 30 points. I think Kirk was you know, pretty clear last week that he, he wants this team to win games when they score more than 30 points. He said, hey, we scored 30 last week and we didn't win. The defense just, just couldn't get a stop this week. They get a stop. Um, and just some huge plays down the stretch from from really the big three, like you mentioned, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen, all over 100 yards uh, in their respective categories. Like you mentioned, it's the first time a Vikings trio has done that since Randy Moss, Chris Carter, and Robert Smith, if you've ever heard of those guys. Uh, so, I mean, it's pretty cool to see this three-headed monster kind of establishing and kind of coming out of nowhere now with Justin Jefferson and these this breakout performance, it's really a historic performance uh, through four games. And he didn't even start the first two. I mean, after four weeks, he's the number one rated pro football focused receiver in the NFL. I mean, that's pretty incredible when you wow. don't even start the first two weeks. Uh, you start week three, you go for 170 yards and a touchdown, and then you you basically do the same thing in week four, and you're the number one receiver uh, in all of the NFL, Adam Thielen is number two receiver in the NFL right now. So we got number one and two, uh, and then you got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So this team's getting better. There's so much talent on this team. Like we mentioned, there's young stars uh, on both sides of the ball. And, and the sky's the limit right now for this team. Unfortunately, uh, there's really no floor. So, I mean, the basement's the limit, I guess, for, for us because this could really be a crappy team still. And it could just be, yeah, we got a win over a bad Houston team on the road. Or it could be, hey, that was a big win, our first win of the season, and we use that to propel us into a big game against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. And we get another win, and then you start compounding wins on top of that. Then you can start building something special. And they got the talent to do it. I think they have the coaching staff to do it. But they're going to need to keep getting better, and they're going to need to keep taking big steps every week. Yeah, I think this is a game for the Vikings to celebrate, um, even though it wasn't the prettiest win, and the Texans might not have been the best team, but still, it's a win. And for these 2020 Vikings, and even just this scenario this week, being out of the uh, practice facility for two days in the beginning of the week because the Titans had that COVID scare, and we get back into the facility, I, I believe it was on Thursday, and start practicing and then fly to Houston um, and come away with a win, that definitely should be celebrated. Um, and just highlighting on the fact that we came out with a W, uh, there's definitely improvements uh, that the Vikings have to make in a lot of positions, definitely on the defense. But, I mean, I think the defense played pretty well for the majority of the game. Um, I was pleasantly surprised how our run defense kind of shut down uh, the Texans' run game, which obviously we have not been able to do in weeks one through three with any team. Teams would just run all over us. And in the passing, passing game, I thought we did a pretty good job, too. Holton Hill played his best game of the season. Mm-hmm. Gladney played a really good game besides giving up that long uh, 50-yard pass. But besides that, he played a good game, too. And just all around, it's, it's encouraging to see these younger guys and 
the rookies step up and play more like they're the starters on a team and not just guys who are filling in, um, which I guess they were in the beginning of the season. But maybe it's just because we played the Texans, but maybe these guys are getting more accustomed to it and more comfortable on the field and starting in these NFL games. So these younger guys that we have in our uh, on our defense and in particular our defensive backs, this, this could be a great little experiment this season for us. And I know it's one game and we like to jump ahead of things, but I thought they by far played their best game of the season um, this past Sunday. And I think the score was not as close as it actually was. And I know you're probably saying we almost gave up a touchdown to tie the game. Right. But before that, they converted on a fourth and 10 to Kenny Stills, like a 30-yard touchdown, mm-hmm. where if we stop them there, we're up by two possessions, and we could almost run out the clock. So, yeah, the Vikings played good. Um, on offense, it's encouraging to see us week in and week out, week out kind of be dominant on offense, which we're not really used to. Um, and now if the defense steps up, I think we have a legitimate team. Like you said, we absolutely have the talent and the coaches around. It's just putting all the moving pieces um, and the young guys into the puzzle together to make this work. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, one of those big pieces is Jefferson, and he had some plays on Sunday where you're just like, wow, this kid is so good. And you could really see him. Like, where did this come from? And the, the play I'm thinking about, it, I think it was fourth and – no, maybe it was third and ten. Uh, late in the fourth quarter. No, no, excuse me, early in the fourth quarter. Might have been late in the third quarter, um, but it was that back shoulder to, to from Jefferson, like a 20-yard back shoulder. And Kirk talked about it after the game, and they, the reporters asked him, you know, have you and Jefferson been working on that back shoulder throw? I mean, it was an incredible throw. It was a great catch. It, it was a Devontae Adams-like uh, play, you know, when Rodgers just puts a yeah, perfect, perfect one out timing. there. And it's perfect timing, and it looks like they've done it a million times for the last 10 years. Uh, and the reporter asked Kirk, have you guys been practicing that? And Kirk says, you know, I, I was talking to Sean Mannion after we threw that one uh, on the sideline, and he was like, so you guys must have been working on that. And I was like, no, man, it was just kind of lucky. I, I mean, I just threw it out there. I just gave him a chance, and it just happened to work. And Justin Jefferson after the game was like, hey, man, that's trust right there from Kirk. He you know, he gave me a chance, and that's what we've been begging Kirk to do for the last two years is give these receivers a chance. He started to do it last year with Diggs and Thielen. He got more comfortable, uh, even with Rudy in the end zone. I mean, he started to make some big plays in the second half of that season last year, and really in October he played really well. So you hope that this is the emergence of Kirk Cousins that we've been waiting for for, for so long, and you hope that he starts trusting these guys and we start seeing Kirk like he was playing at the end of last season. Because if we get that Kirk – from here on out, this is going to be a really good offense, and you just hope you can find a way uh, to get a defense behind you then. And I have a ton of faith in Mike Zimmer with you know three quarters left of the NFL season uh, to find a way to get a defense built up around this, this good core of linebackers uh, in this young secondary. And then you get Daniel Hunter back. And who knows what happens. So I am drinking the Kool-Aid for sure, BG, after one win. And I know we are still one in three. Uh, but it was an exciting game, and it's fun to finally see a win. Yeah, and it was another part of the game um, with Justin Jefferson that was really encouraging was third and long. And instead of throwing it out of bounds or Kirk going down, he threw a contested ball up to Justin Jefferson. Had one guy right on him and another defensive back close to him. And Jefferson just goes up there and grabs the ball and gets first down. Kirk also 
scrambled and threw a, one of those passes to Kyle Rudolph, which you, uh, kind of reminded me of Rogers scrambling and throwing one up instead of Kurt, mm-hmm. like he usually does, just running out of bounds or throwing it out of bounds. But yeah, with Jefferson, it's huge. He's getting more comfortable in the past two weeks, and it's obvious to see. And we need that guy opposite Thielen who makes Thielen more open and then just is a catalyst when we go to him as a second option. So, yeah, it was super encouraging. Kirk played a great game, and we just build on this from here. Unfortunately, we'll have to do that in Seattle against the Seahawks. But, yes, sir. I mean, one and three sitting against our backs. I know we want it so bad, and this is the game to do it and prove everybody else wrong. So, yep. good opportunity coming up next weekend. And this Minnesota Vikings team has never beat the Seattle Seahawks while being coached by Mike Zimmer. Zim's never taken them down, whether it be Blair Walsh missing, missing 27-yard field goals in the playoffs or, or whatnot that's happened throughout the last seven years. But this Vikings team, home, away, doesn't matter. They have not beat the Seattle Seahawks under Mike Zimmer. We hope that ends on Sunday night. And you hope that this this win over Houston kind of jump starts and, and kind of kick starts us into this season, maybe propels us forward to a long, uh, a long streak of wins here, and maybe even making a playoff run. Um, or it could very easily just be, uh, you know, a fluke win over a bad team, and we could just stumble, get blown out uh, on Sunday night, and just kind of let this season go to the wayside. I could, you know, I could very easily see it happening either way. BG, I hope it's the first one uh, and not the latter, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Never really know with this team, especially this year. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to pick segment. You want to go through that here, get picks for next week. I know we missed um, our pick segment from last week. We were supposed to record after we interviewed uh, PFF Dave last week, uh, and we just kind of forgot to. It was kind of a long episode already, and we just forgot. So we're going to do picks this week. We'll just skip last week completely, um, and this week we'll then go into the, the overall tally. Sound good? All right, here. Do you have those games pulled up? I do. So the first game is Vikings versus the Seahawks. Um, right now, Seahawks are seven-point favorites. Who are you taking in that one, BG? I'm going to be optimistic and take the Vikings. I think if we play a good game, we should be able to cover. If not win, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I have not... I have yet to not pick the Vikings this season, and that's not going to start <laughs> this time. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and we have the picks sent in from Zach uh, and Randy. BG, do you want to read off Zach's picks? Yeah, let me get to them. Okay, I can read them off. I'll, I got them right here too, I think. Um, yeah, so his first game he is taking, wow. Zach's kind of going, you know, trader on us here. He's taking the Seahawks um, wow. in game one. And Randy, do we get Randy's picks? Uh, yeah, here they are. And Randy is also taking the Seahawks. I'm just going to copy these together in the same one so I can see them. Okay, next game here is... That's expected of Andy, but Zach being a trader hopefully gets that one wrong. Yeah, I I, that's, I completely agree. We're going to have to give him a punishment, uh, especially if the Vikings win. Um, game yep. two next week is Bucks. Six-point favorites uh, against the Bears. BG, who are you taking? Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Bears. I think 
Nick Foles maybe does a little bit better his second week as the starter and Chicago, which is hard to play. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Bears. Okay. Um, Zach is also going to take the Bears. Andy has the Bucks, and I'm going to take the Bucks as well. Tom Brady's rolling, uh, and they got Mike Evans healthy. That's a scary team now um, down in Tampa Bay. Game three next week, BG, we got Colts three-point favorites playing against the Browns in Cleveland. Who do you got? Huh. I'm just realizing that my upset team is this, so I'm going to have to change that. Um, I'm <laughs> going to go with the Colts. I think they'll cover this. <laughs> Colts at minus three. Uh, I like that pick a lot. I'm going to take the Colts as well. I think they have the best offensive line in the NFL, uh, and they got a good 38-year-old quarterback in Phillip Rivers. Uh, Zach likes the Browns in this one, and Andy likes the Colts as well. BG, you might have to take a second here, but – or no, is this your upset pick, Miami versus Clemson, or is that uh, the fourth or the, the final game here? No, that's, a, that's our college one. That's our college game of the week. Okay, sweet. We got number seven, Miami versus number one, Clemson. Wow, that's going to be a great game. Clemson <laughs> is 14.5-point favorites, minus 14.5. Wow, that is quite the opening line. BG, who do you like in that one? I'm going to take Miami to cover that spread. I think Clemson is definitely good. I don't know if they're they've, – they've, I don't know if they've covered the spread yet this year. They've had some closer games than people expected. So, uh, And Miami has looked good, so I think Miami will cover. I like it. Um, let's see. Zach is taking Clemson. Um, Andy has Miami. And I'm going to go Clemson. Uh, I was looking a little PFF today. Shout out PFF Dave. And I saw that the highest-rated quarterback, really no surprise, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. And, but the, the guy from Alabama, Mac, was uh, just right below him at 94.2. But Lawrence was 94.8 uh, through the first however many weeks they've played. And he's just pretty much on. He hasn't made a single mistake yet uh, pretty much all yeah. year. He's unbelievable. Yeah. I love watching him throw the ball. I think they're going to win by three touchdowns or more. Um, so I love Clemson in that one. Um, BG, do you have your upset pick? Do you have a new game? Um, yeah, I'll do the Panthers over the Falcons. I think they're three and a half dogs. Panthers over the Falcons. Panthers over the Falcons. All righty. And let's see here. Zach says, I can't remember do we do if the Browns lose by two, would I still win? Uh, okay, so Zach did no, he, Yeah, he was trying to figure out what the spread meant. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Did Zach give us – he didn't give us an upset pick? Oh, upset is Titans over the Bills. I got it. I didn't see that in there. Upset is Titans over the Bills. Okay, Andy. Andy's upset pick is the Chargers. He, he didn't specify who they were playing. Um, so I guess we'll have to look <laughs> that up. And my upset pick will be um, Texas A&M beating – Florida, number 21 versus number seven. Um, six and a half point uh, favorites are the Gators in that one. So I don't know what the spread is on the Chargers game, but we'll get all that charted down um, for next week, BG, and then we'll go through next week and give, uh, recap who's le- who's leading now over uh, 25% of the way through our pick segment. And we do have to finalize our punishment too because uh, that's – 
we're getting to that point almost. It's scary to say, but we're almost to a halfway point, and then it's, you know, three-quarters of the way, and all of a sudden the season is over, and we don't have a punishment. So we got to figure one out. Yep. Um, Chargers play the Saints, and Chargers are 7 underdogs. So it's pretty bold by Ooh, Randy. Pretty bold by Randy. He's going with Herbert um, all day over there. Yeah, bold call from Randy. We'll see how that Yeah, who well, has played pretty well. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I didn't watch the end of, or the last few episodes of Hard Knocks, but I watched like the first four, and the dude can really throw the ball. I mean, granted, everybody on Hard Knocks look like they can throw a perfect ball because they do that, like, <laughs> you know, that that shot of just like the tight spiral, you know, like the slow motion, have like a yeah. bunch of different cameras, yeah. have like one like falling it through the sky, and it just looks like the, the sexiest spiral you've ever seen. Um, but yeah, that, that dude can really throw the yeah. football. Um, I'd be excited to watch him play. And we now welcome on Randy Globoker, Andy, Randy, Randarius. He goes by many names. Andy, great to have <laughs> you calling in today. Packers haven't played yet, so this is Packer preview this week uh, rather than Packer recap. Uh, you guys are hosting Atlanta tonight, five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, right now as we sit about 20 minutes before kickoff. Should be a big-time Packers win tonight. Atlanta's not very good from my estimation, but uh, what do you see going into this matchup tonight? Yeah, I mean, the only thing with the Packers is the injury woes continue. I mean, Devontae Adams is out still. Kenny Clark is out still. Uh, Alan Lazard with, um, with with essentially a sports hernia, putting him out for an indefinite amount of time. So it's going to be the MVS show on the, uh, on the Packers offense tonight, but um, I could still see them win this game by two touchdowns, if not more. I mean, the the biggest threat is just going to be Roddy White and uh, Julio Jones, which I didn't know Roddy White still played for the uh, still <laughs> played for the Falcons. Yeah, I honestly, He's, yeah, I didn't know that either. Where the two of them have been there for like, I don't know, 30 years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, after last week's performance against the, against the Saints without Devontae Adams, um, I mean, they, I don't think with how well Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football right now, if you're a Packers fan, you have any concerns going into tonight. And at the end of the day, if you know, if you do slip up, if if you do lose, which again, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's likely. I mean, you're still in the driver's seat in the NFC North, so I think it's a pretty stress-free game for the Packers organization as a whole. I mean, I think part of the reason why Devante Adams isn't playing is because they don't think they. They don't want to risk that injury. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have a bye week next week, um, so just trying to keep as many players healthy going into next week. And with the way the NFC North has shaken out the past couple weeks, and at the end of the day, you just got to get to the playoffs healthy. Um, that's that's uh, rule number one in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the the one receiver that uh, that people are going to discover tonight is Darius Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see what he production he does uh, and and I guess it's going to be too late by that time everyone's listening to this to place a prop bet the last time I saw MVS was his over under uh, receiving yards was 61 and a half man I would I would hammer that okay hammer that over if he can catch the ball though I mean that's kind of the issue he gets open he just can't catch it always yeah it's it's so frustrating I mean it is uh, and he's the one too that he and, and he drops to the ones. It's one thing to drop like the the ones in tight coverage that those guys like DeAndre Hopkins always catch, but 
seems like MVS mm. only catches those balls or the balls where it's like, you know, dragging his feet as, mm. you know, he's going along the sideline. And then when he's wide open in space, he just, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like Aaron Rodgers is throwing him a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> it just right through the hands. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what his problem is, but, uh, as I said, Darius Shepard, um, he'll probably get, uh, get some good production tonight. Tyler Irvin and at running back and, and wide receiver. And of course, Jamal Adams, mm-hmm. uh, AJ Dillon and, um, Jamal Adams. Um, that's why did I just forget pack, the Packers running back's name? Um, Jamal Adams, right? No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's, Oh my gosh! What? Uh, what Devontae the hell is, Adams? What? Are you talking about? No, the the running back, Aaron Jones. Aaron I, Jones. I, J- Jamal Jamal Adams is, is is that the the? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking up Jamal Adams right now. I'm like, who are you talking about, Jamal Adams? Is, is like Devontae Adams? Are you talking about Aaron Jones? Like, uh, he Jamal is, Adams a is the safety, safety from, from the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. yeah, safety for the Seahawks I, from I, LSU. <laughs> oh, you you know what I did there is I um I I I combined um. Uh, Were you getting take inception? By Aaron Jones, huh? Ta- was that take inception? A couple of your takes, just like combining together. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was thinking of Jamal Williams, and then I was thinking of Devontae Adams, and they just became Jamal Adams. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, happened. But well, um, yeah. But the the, la- the last thing I'll leave for everyone is this is this is a take, not just for tonight, but moving forward for the Packers. We'll uh, we'll save this soundbite for when it inevitably happens, but. We've been seeing a lot of Jamal Williams recently, even though Aaron Jones is healthy. I think the Packers are trying to uh, limit the, you know, just the snaps of Aaron Jones so he's healthy for the postseason. And I think we're going to try to move Jamal Williams for the trade deadline. For, you know, if we can get a fourth round pick out of him, like we got a third or a fourth round pick for Ha Ha Clinton Dix a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just try to get all the product you can out of him, drive his value up. He's in a contract year, and then. You need, when you know you're not going to resign them, uh, swap them at the uh, at the deadline. So that's my that's my prediction for both tonight and moving forward the next couple of weeks is Jamal Williams is going to get a lot more, um, just a lot more snaps, and he's going to get the ball a lot more because we're trying to build his uh, his value up. Randy, appreciate you calling in. We'll let you go here, of course, and get you ready for that Packer game tonight against the Falcons at home before a bye week, um, and then you welcome. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers uh, to, I believe, oh, yeah. I believe that game is, it, it, nope, just kidding. You guys head down uh, to Tampa, yep. to Tampa Bay, uh, play on the road. So by week then to Tampa, Packers are rolling. Randy predicts it keeps going. I think it will too, but we'll see. <laughs> see you later. Talk to you later.